You're listening to a classic business podcast as heard on Classic 1027. 1027. Well, it's day 203 of the world's most stringent, economically damaging, irrational and disproportionate lockdowns. The brand father, Jeremy Sampson, MD of Brand Finance Africa, as always on the line this Thursday. Good evening, Jeremy. Hi, Michael. How are you doing? Are I'm you doing, balanced tonight? Yeah, I'm doing very well, actually. I could do with a bit more sleep, uh, but uh, deadlines anyway. The, the president said today, and what I found, there's a lot of interesting detail, uh, some, um, uh, some detail uh, perhaps left off the plan. Other detail uh, certainly makes for very interesting reading. And what I pulled out was uh, this issue around localization. Now, the, the fact that the rest of Africa currently imports 2.9 trillion rands worth of manufactured goods from outside the continent. The president said that uh, if we were to supply just 2% of those goods, it would add 1.2 percentage points to our annual GDP. And much of that penetration will be driven by brands that consumers recognize. So brand finance inaugural, brand finance Africa 150 uh, ranking becomes, I think, critical in understanding um, who the potential winners might be here on the back of uh, the president's diplomacy to push for greater access for South African-made goods. Uh, what are uh, the, the highlights from this inaugural African brand survey? Well, as you're saying, um, Michael, a lot of people don't realize that what do brands do? Well, they create sales, um, they create consistency, especially for CFOs to look at the business going forward um, through loyalty. They should generate a premium price um, and they actually act as ambassadors for countries. Um, so brands actually have a, a very important part to play in society, both on the economic side and, and the other aspects as well. Um, look, as an emerging country, and Africa generally is a continent, not surprisingly, it's the telcos and the banks that dominate. In fact, the, the banks are just on top of the telcos. Um, and then the third comes insurance and that sort of area. But we know that uh, you have to manufacture brands as well. And manufacturing is having a difficult time in South Africa. And in the rest of Africa, it's very difficult. Um, and it's quite a shock to find that of the 150 brands, you know, 76, um, I think, it's, no, 87, 87 come from South Africa. Uh, and generate 76% of the value. And that just shows you how Africa is dependent to a degree on South Africa. It also shows that of the 54 countries of Africa, only 19 have brands in the 150. Uh, and it's amazing when you actually do an analysis of all the brands, how many of those brands are only really active in one country. And I think you'll find, and I certainly found, most of them, uh, once you get below the first sort of hundred, you've never heard of. And you know, when you think of a brand like Capitec, I think Capitec is still only in South Africa, yet it's a huge brand here and very powerful, and its brand strength rating is very, very high. It's highly regarded. So it's a bit of a mixed bag, and it's mm -hmm. very interesting to look at the whole thing. But this we've done for the inaugural the first time, so this will actually act as a benchmark going forward. And that, that's the important thing here as well for investors to understand uh, uh, where the growth uh, avenues lie. If you look at a company 
to go back to your Capitech example, they're, they're a really strong brand. They're a bank brand that really doesn't operate very much like a bank. It was designed with the, the sort of first principles in mind uh, by a, a couple of chaps who, who understand the SAB marketing playbook very well. Uh, and so they've really connected with a particular demographic and a younger audience. And there is potential here to take that into the rest of Africa. And uh, as you say, um, according to these rankings, uh, the brand not really recognizable yet in the rest of Africa, but uh, chatting to uh, Harry Faree, the CEO of Capitech, that is on their radar. It's on their agenda to grow into the rest of Africa. And I think the African Brands Report shows that there is a, a huge uh, growth potential uh, in the rest of the continent. MTN, unsurprisingly, Africa's most valuable brand uh, with a brand value of 3.3 billion US dollars. Just remind us, Jeremy, how you calculate brand value. Basically, it is the we look at all the financial aspects of the brand um, and to see how it's performed over the last, say, five years, what its prospects are going forward. And we do that with the financial data which the clients supply to us. Um, and that's where we need companies that have got annual reports or are listed on the stock exchange to the public available. And then you blend with that the brand strength, which is the brand equity side of things, which is its reputation, what it's doing in the community, its investment in the brand, its marketing, how it's doing within its sector. And that's where it's very interesting that, as you say, the number one brand is 3.3, followed by Vodacom, which is at just over two. So the gap in the financial value of the brand is huge. Yet when you look at the brand strength, it's actually Vodacom that is on number one position. And one of the reasons it's doing so well at the moment, I think, is because it's actually working with its subscribers, uh, helping them with apps in relation to COVID, um, and doing things in the communities generally. And that's giving a little bit of an edge over MTN. It's a fascinating field. On that point, so what's the difference there between value and strength? Strength is more the equity and the perception. Finance is the actual financial value. Brands actually are bought and sold for a certain amount of money. So it's the reputation almost versus the finance. The reputational score, Vodacom uh, certainly uh, punching uh, or out-punching MTN in a big way. They're unsurprising if you consider some of the issues uh, that MTN has had in Nigeria and, uh, and other markets. Uh, what impact has, has COVID had on African brands? It's having a huge impact. Um, and you know, we can't talk past tenses. This is ongoing. Uh, where a lot of brands, especially as we know in the tourism sector, and Africa is very reliant on tourism. So whether it's the airlines, and, and in South Africa, well, in Africa, uh, the leading uh, airline is Ethiopian, uh, and Kenyan is there as well. And of course, there's no South Africa, there's no Mango, um, there's no Kalula. Um, uh, then uh, it affects the hotels uh, and the safari places and then the restaurants, etc., etc. And a lot of those, as we know, uh, especially when it comes to restaurants, are run by uh, small operations, no families, whatever. And sadly, a lot of those have gone to the wall. But all major brands, for the most part, are suffering, unless you're perhaps in the telco area, banks are pretty steady, insurance looks very strong. You know, Old Mutual is doing extremely well and is one of the nearest we've got to being a pan-African brand.
And then in terms of the fastest growing brands, I see here that Kenya's Senator Lager is the uh, continent's fastest growing brand. I can't say that I've uh, tried it yet. I'm sure you can find it for, from a boutique bottle store somewhere in the country. Uh, Senator Lager, do you, uh, do you know who it's brewed by? Well, I didn't know. When I remember visits to Nairobi uh, warmly, I remember Tusker beer there. So when you look up, Senator, in fact, it's a brand launched by Diageo. Ah. Uh, Of course, Diageo is the British group. It's the uh, biggest alcoholic beverage in the world, uh, followed by Pernod Ricard. And they're behind Senator. So, again, it shows you that brands, new brands, can come into the market um, and create a space. They're just coming back to Capitec. It's been around for 20 years, but it's had a very high profile for the last four, four or five years. And starting at the lower income group, as you rightly said, now um, a lot of middle class, if I can say it, white people are using Capitec. I know our doctor uses it for their credit card, for instance. So this is where it's spreading across the community. And this is what all brands want, of course. They want to spread across all the communities and all the countries. And not many are doing that at the moment. Jeremy Sampson, MD of Brand Finance Africa, with the Brands and Sense here on Classic Business. Thanks, Michael.